Want to ring the bell? All right. Ding, ding. What is up, everybody? Welcome back once again to Two Views Movies. As usual, I'm one of your hosts, Garrett. And I'm the other of your hosts, Carson. And we're diving into the wonderful world of Netflix originals this week. Which the, is the, the vast, always, deep catalog. Always bore fruit. Yeah, I, I feel like my Netflix original movie ceiling is three and a half stars. Um, I think I got to a four with six underground and that was uh, oh, just a fun romp. I don't know if I got to a four. Uh, I thought you were going to say extraction. No, I, I do want to watch that one again. I don't know if that one, uh, I think I'll like that better on the second, second time through. Uh, and I've always wanted to watch that again, but I haven't. If there's anything that would get you to four stars, it's Chris Hemsworth fighting kids. That, yes. that has that, the possibility that, that, of get you to a four. That scene alone is worth it. That's <laughs> that's that is ninety percent of why I want to watch it again. Yeah, I we did not agree on Six Underground, which oddly enough is another Ryan Reynolds Netflix movie. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's not a. It's it's. Is it Michael Bay? Because I feel like it. Yeah, it, it's it, Michael Bay. Okay, it's definitely a Michael Bay movie, and so yeah. it's just over the top and ridiculous action and and light on plot but it was a fun little romp i thought i don't know what i ended up giving i have to go back and and look but there's definitely things did you wrong like with the it movie. better than red notice well being as i can't remember what red notice is the rock ryan reynolds and gal how do you not remember oh oh yeah um with actually that one kind of had quite a bit of build up and i was kind of disappointed i, I mean it was it was it was good you know but I, I think I prefer Six Underground to Red Notice, despite. despite it's funny coming in, in coming into this. I don't think I remembered Red Notice or Six Underground. Well, so like I, I, I was clearly, like, I clearly didn't remember Red Notice. <laughs> I know, but it's one of those things where I was like, "Oh man, you know, Netflix streaming original. They they're bringing in a big name, Ryan Reynolds." Like I truthfully, I think in my head until this very moment, thought that this was Ryan Reynolds' first Netflix movie. No, he apparently has has done a few. Yeah. And they're all, yep, you know, mm-hmm. I, guess, I guess fine. Yes. If that's what we're going to say. Yeah. Okay. W- watchable. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, if you haven't guessed it by now, we are uh, talking about The Adam Project, a uh, Netflix movie with Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. A little, little, you want, little you, time you want to hear travel. the exciting blurb? Yeah. I mean, it's what we all knew going into it. If you saw a trailer after accidentally crashing. After accidentally crash landing in 2022, time-traveling fighter pilot Adam Reed teams up with his 12-year-old self on a mission to save the future. Now, this is directed by Sean Levy, or Levy, I don't know how you say it, but he did Free Guy, all three Night at the Museums, Real Steel, The Internship, Cheaper by the Dozen, and I guess, I did not know this, but he is um, on Slate, slated for, whatever you want to call lined up for, Deadpool 3. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Uh, I don't feel like any of those relate to Deadpool at all, of those previous movies. Um, I enjoyed Free Guy. Um, 
we didn't actually do an episode on that. That was during your uh, your dark period of not being able to watch movies for a while. Um, I <laughs> right. think you've seen it since. But uh, it, yeah, I have seen Forgot, and I actually I think I liked it more than you, and I would say I liked it more than this. I I did like it more than this. That that's for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um. But I you know, it's kind of not fair. I mean, Free Guy has the luxury of. Uh, bringing in other properties and, and making, having fun with that and stuff. And this is, this is its own thing. So I think you get some like weird, like ready player one nostalgic vibes out of free guy. And, and this just doesn't do that. It did hit me in the feels with some nostalgia. That, that's uh, that's, <laughs> it's kind of how it left me. And so I was on a high at the end of that. Yeah. Um, okay. So rounding out this, uh, the cast is Ryan Reynolds, Walker Scoble, Mark Ruffalo, Jennifer Garner, Zoe Saldana, and Catherine Keener. Um, yeah. Lots of superheroes uh, there. Yeah, no kidding. While I will say that this movie didn't have a lot of nostalgia like directly, I think this movie tried to have a lot of nostalgia indirectly. Like You get a little bit of Back to the Future vibes, even I think a couple of references. You get... Um, it, 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 I think it tried to feel like an 80s movie in some kind of ways, right? Like a little bit more updated, but like if you think about the kinds of movies where it's like E.T. or somebody like finds an alien and has to help them out kind of thing, that kind of adventure or a monster and you have to go help them out, it's just in this case, instead of a monster, it's your future self. And I think by 80s movie, I think you mean because there's a kid involved, which brings it down a level of sophistication. <laughs> I- I mean, yes, it's a, it's supposed to be a family-friendly movie. Now, I will say that they, I think, tried to push the line a little bit of family-friendly, but let's throw in some cussing, like a like a PG-13 Deadpool kind of jokey-ness. Like, not that over-the-top, but it just there was some cursing. There were some off-color jokes, you know? Yeah, but as far as feel, I mean, it feels Goonies-esque, you know, as far as the, the, the yeah. vibe. And so that's... That's how I how I viewed it. It was trying to have that sort of tone. I, I definitely agree. The, the Amblin, Spielberg, 80s, kid on an adventure, helping somebody solve some kind of big, bad mystery, whatever it is. Yeah, I, I think it absolutely was trying to hark back to that kind of stuff, for sure. Well, and then, of course, you have the time travel component, which uh, always gets, gets your brain working of how are they doing time traveled this time you know and then what are the rules and and what that well and kudos to them good or not they just told the character to say it right like in this case they wrote the kid to have the question and ryan reynolds ryan reynolds to have the answer so they're they just said look we're just going to tell the audience how this works we're not going to leave them guessing we're not going to leave it open-ended we're going to give you a couple lines and just state here's our rules that we're playing by which is which is easy to do when you have a, a kid counterpart because yeah. you know he's going to ask a bunch of questions anyway. And he had like a thousand questions and then he just kind of threw that one in there and like, okay, here's, here's how they're, they're doing it. Yeah. yeah. It, it kind of reminded me of a little bit of the tomorrow war with Chris Pratt. Okay. Because in that one, I mean, I think we're past statute of limitations here, but you know, he jumps forward in time and works with his daughter who's older. So it's like the inverse. You know what I mean? It's like this one is the himself coming back, but it's all about the dad. It just, it felt like kind of the same elements. I think in Tomorrow War, 
there actually is a scene where they explain their time travel mechanics as well too. Like I feel like all time travel movies nowadays just basically are like, guys, we're writing a scene and we're going to have the character say it, just deal with it. And they're going to say what it's not and what it is. You know, it's yeah. sort of like the uh, the Avengers of it's Yeah, not exactly. Like, it, it's not like these movies, it's like this movie. <laughs> yeah. It's so funny that like time travel movies have now become like self-referential. So like they like the best way to explain it is it's not like Back to the Future. Right. <laughs> In this case, it would be exactly like Back it's to the like Future. butterfly effect. No, I felt like it was exactly like Back to the Future, where you had the multiple timelines, or the parallel universes. I guess. No, they no. Well, no, it's one time. Change. It's one time stream. You go back into where you. But see, he yeah, and all his memories bleed into each other, right? No, it doesn't because he doesn't. Yeah, it's not like Back to the Future, because it because the way this one would work is. Like, let's take the Marty McFly example. When Marty McFly goes back to 1985, he he remembers everything that happened in his time travel life. It's his brothers and sisters who don't have any idea of any other world. Right, but it but created what they were saying in yeah. But what they are saying in Adam Project is that Ryan Reynolds himself would forget everything that he had done. His memories basically just like merge into like just one existing timeline. Which is why he wouldn't remember Zoe Saldana. Right. Well, yeah, his timeline would cease to exist. Right. But the kid would remember meeting him still. But him as his older self would not. Is that right? Or did they merge no. together and he does? Well, I don't as, know. As, as a kid, he should still remember meeting Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, oh, but and I he, guess they went back further than the kid because they went yeah. to their dad, so the kid wouldn't remember either. Okay, <laughs> so they're all the way back in Ruffalo's time. Well, yes, well, but Ruffalo's time still involved the kid. But oh, but the kid didn't it, meet him. The kid's yeah, older. Gotcha. Yeah, yep. yeah. I, so, I, don't, I don't think. So we're if too you understood any of that, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right, yeah, Is it, yeah. Even in the spoiler-free section, if you can assemble that, you're you're good to go. Um, and before we get further, if you're still looking at brain teasers we have a sponsor for this episode of the exit room lee summit hey guys as we all start to return to normal after two years of absolute craziness i've got an idea for something a little different for you to do with your friends and family something that gets you out of the house interacting with actual human beings and back into the world we're proud to introduce you to the exit room Go check out this incredible escape room business located in historic downtown Lee Summit, Missouri. The Exit Room is a family-owned, five-star rated, one-of-a-kind escape room experience that has been entertaining the KC metro area for nearly seven years now. They have five uniquely designed escape room adventures guaranteed to challenge, amuse, and even amaze you. Gather your party and come check out their friendly staff, their amazing decor, and contagious energy as you solve puzzles riddles, and unravel mysteries. But hurry, the exit room is retiring two of their rooms very soon and replacing them with new adventures. Use promo code 2VIEWS at checkout for a 20% discount. That's the numeral 2 and the word VIEW, no spaces. The exit room. Unplug, interact, escape. Thank you, exit room, for sponsoring this episode. Yeah, go out and use that promo code if you want to put your brain to work on something other than... Netflix movies. <laughs> and try to figure out time travel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you're tired of sitting on the couch, looking at Netflix catalogs, just picking something random, maybe get off your butt and go do an exit room. 
<laughs> there you go. There you go. And you get uh, 20% off. So, you know, yeah. it's cheaper. It's cheaper if you listen to us. Yep. But you got to throw on that two views, right? Number two views. You got to you gotta use it. 20% use, off. I mean, that promo code. Uh, yeah. Um, <clears throat> okay. So some spoiler-free comments. I don't think there's a whole lot to, to dive well, into. Actually, you know the, what? I Before you get there, what is your... Which movie symbolizes what you feel actually is time travel? Oh, like, gosh. I- is there one that you, you're like, yeah, that's how I believe it would work? Um, my, my first reaction was Primer, which is basically because I think it's crazy complex, and I tend to lean towards the one that's probably i mean first off I, I just think that's like that's how it would happen like if you'd go back and see yourself like it could get in these recursive loops but at a broader sense i would say i probably feel like so you can on. have so we we did an episode on primer so you can go back and, and try to decipher <laughs> right. what we talked about there but the main crux of that one is you couldn't go back further than when the time travel was invented correct right so if you invent time travel today you can never go back and meet right. a blinken you know, it's only um, today. Yeah. The the funniest thing about me is I read an article and I've always tried to find it, but there's a theory that if that's the case, if that's how it works, then the minute you ever first turned a time machine on, like basically every future person would show up immediately because at some point, like they would try to escape extinction and they would all just eventually start going back and back and back and back. And as the first they could ever go back was the time machine. So then they all just show up. So it's just like all of a sudden there's like infinite people showing up on Earth when that happens. But um, if, if not Primer, then I guess I just feel like it's more likely that it's multiple timelines. You know, that, that you're you're creating a new branch that will never fold back into the original kind of thing. Yeah, um, similar to, say, Avengers, I guess. Except you can't reconcile is what I would say. How did they reconcile? Well, I mean, they they had the stones and they try to go get things and bring them back and then collapse everything back into one one timeline, uh, right? And I'm just saying I don't think stones. you can do that. Yeah. I, I think once you created a branch, it's just out there. Like it's basically parallel multi multiple universes, right? Like there's an infinite number of me out there with blonde hair and red eyes. And so how's that different than Back to the Future? Um, in theory, well, wouldn't that I, I think the, the implication still be going on with him as a I, crime lord? Or whatever. I feel like the implication in Back to the Future, at least let's if we keep it to Back to the Future one, is that he's returning to his original timeline, but things have changed. Like right, so, I'm, and so I'm not saying. I, I I think what it posited in 1985 was back to the original timeline. Now, you can interpret it in today's viewing to be like, well, no, actually, he's going to a new timeline where he changed things. I, th- I feel like what Back to the Future positive was he goes back to 1985, and it has changed. His original timeline changed. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So if it wasn't his original timeline that he went to a new one after it changed, wouldn't the other Marty still be there? So there'd be two Martys? Well, No. Because he he left. Well, he left a different so, timeline, and then things changed, and he came back to this new... No, I don't think that... I think the new timeline like basically wouldn't have existed until he came into it. 
It's like he he created the branch. It doesn't branch from when he was born. It branches from when he left. Does that make sense? Nope. Because I <laughs> I feel like it branched when he changed it back in 1955. Because that's when things changed in ordering, enabling him to be born. So that's when things that, diverted. Because now Biff is not uh, part of subservient to, to George, or he is now. When Marty went back to 1955, he created the new timeline that changed the relationship between George and Biff. So that's a completely new timeline of of their relationship, right? So that's what changed right. starting from that point in 1955. So in theory, there should be another Marty there when he went back, if you're talking about the splitting of the timelines. Yeah, I don't think he would have returned to any of the... I mean, if you're going down the parallel universe timeline, I don't think he returns to either of them. I think he leaves 1985. He goes back to 1955. That branches out something else. But then when he returns to 85, that's a third line. That's how I think it goes. Not not what the movie says. That's what's in my head. But, but that same Marty would have had to have left for him to come back to. Yeah. That's why it doesn't make sense to try to like talk through it all because it's just it's just a big mess. Like primer, it's a big mess. <laughs> it's a it's a big mess, and trying you need diagrams to understand one what we're yeah. talking about. Um, but yeah. they they in this movie decide to just say yeah, it collapses back into the original timeline. Yep. And so everybody who's destroyed in the past just go away. Basically, yes. They turn into ash or, or dust or whatever it is that they they turn into when they die. Yeah, it's probably the, for a kids movie. It's probably the easily most easily digestible way to go, simplest way to go. It makes sense for a family movie. Just keep it simple. Kind of like Back to the Future kept it simple. It didn't try to complicate things. There's like it, that's why I say it posits like he just returns to his original timeline and things have changed. How nice would the '80s have been where people didn't think about hey would that have actually worked or not? <laughs> I mean, I, I'm sure there are people. There were people. There's probably some good time travel movies in the '80s that make it a little bit more complex. But I think, as we've had decades of time travel movies, you know, since then, I think it, it's pushed the boundaries. It's made people want to go more and more complex. I mean, Jet Li's the one wasn't time travel, but now you're folding in parallel universes and dimensions, and the the general audience's mind, I think, has kind of grown in terms of what's possible with time travel and stuff. Well, the ability to to share your your thoughts on it has uh, yeah obviously expanded, and so making people question your thoughts and then making you reevaluate your what you thought and yeah wonderful world of the internet. Yep. Um, so, Adam Project. Yeah, Adam Project. <laughs> Generally speaking, I thought it was fine. I didn't groan. I didn't actively dislike it. I just kind of felt like. Um, you know, typical Netflix hour and 45 minutes of, Hey, I don't feel like I totally wasted my time, but I also don't feel like I, you know, overly enjoyed it. So oh, I, I wasted, wasted a few hours. Yeah. It was definitely a middle of the road, average, average movie for this, for this genre. So I don't feel like I wasted time, but I, I'd also don't feel like it was, um, something I'm going to go tell people to go watch and so yeah it was, it was we we enjoyed ourselves to, to that point of like okay not a oh my gosh can't believe we just yeah. just wasted our time 
I mean, I think the concept is fine. I mean, there's nothing wrong with, you know, your older self coming back and, you know, you're trying to sort out some kind of problem. You're running into your dad. Like, that's all fine. I thought the acting was good across the board. I thought I thought the core of the story was fine. Um, it tried to have some action in there, so it wasn't overly boring. You know, Ryan Reynolds is Ryan Reynolds. He's going to be witty, snarky, sarcastic, and they made the kid kind of mirror him too, right? Um, but it just didn't do anything great. So it's, I'm kind of trying to praise the movie and knock it at the same time. Right. I'm trying to say that I I can't sit here and tell you that anyone, there is one thing that actually really is bad. Um, but it's all about the effects. It has nothing to do with the story. Um, but outside of that, it's just, it's just okay. I, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what else to say. Yeah, it, it didn't do anything groundbreaking, you know, and so yeah. there's really no big wow scene, you know, for you to hang on to and remember. Uh, I will say that this kid being his first movie, I thought he did a fantastic job, and I generally hate kid actors. Yeah, like they're, he did they're, good. they're awful. And not only did I, did I believe that he was acting, uh, that he was a real kid, I believe that he was young Ryan Reynolds. Like, right. like I, I thought he was cast perfectly, and I love that his yeah. name is Walker because I'm assuming that he was named after the Texas Ranger, Chuck Norris, and so that just <laughs> makes course. me like my makes me like this guy even even more <laughs> for future things to come. But uh, yeah, but no, I, I I think he was the takeaway. He was the standout uh, of this. Of hopefully, this is the the blossoming of his his long career. But other than that, I mean, you got the Hulk, you got Gamora. Yeah, Green Lantern and Deadpool. Um, and I'm like I'm, and oh, old and school Ele- Electra and Electra. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Th- throw them all, and I, and I like all of them. So I, I I'm not I don't dislike any of the cast. Um, I thought they all did fine, but uh, uh, I, I'm with you. Of is pretty safe as far yeah. as uh, everything goes. Pretty middle of the road. Um, I think yeah. I know where you're going to go with this. Of uh, my <laughs> ma- my chief complaint is the uh, de aging. Is that where? Oh boy, oh boy. <clears throat> so watching it uh, with my wife, and she goes, "Why wouldn't they cast a young actor and age them up? Because that always looks so much better than trying to age down somebody when they go back in time." Like yeah, it, it it it's truly a just a, a ghastly look on on the screen. Uh, yeah, it just totally takes well, you out it, of the whole movie. You know, it her her. F- face didn't match up like <laughs> the size was wrong you know what i'm saying like it's it, work. well it's like the face didn't fit on the head correctly and so it it created this weird mashup where like the edges of her face and the jawline just looked like it was smudged in photoshop and it kind of reminds me of chris evans and captain america where like I, I i'm seeing this and I know what you're going for, but there's just something slightly off about it. Like Chris Evans' face doesn't fit the body. Like they couldn't, it's a tiny body and they couldn't shrink Chris Evans' face. But so well, they see, just put it on the tiny body. Well, I think that one's different because I think you know what Chris Evans is supposed to look like. I feel like that's a, a mind trick because I do think that that looks really good of him on, on skinny body. Well, it's yeah. the it's the way it's constructed. It doesn't look terrible, but it looks like pasted on instead. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's a good point. I don't know why you don't cast somebody younger and age age them up because we can all put on prosthetics that actually look way more real. And a la Netflix, the Batman with uh, Colin Farrell. Yeah, yeah. And Netflix has a bad history of de aging. Um, De Niro, Pesci, and uh, 
Pacino in The Irishman. I mean, they got roasted for that, right? That, that was one of the first times I ever saw that guy put out those YouTube videos where he uses um, deepfakes and created his own, and it was 10 times better than what Netflix did. And apparently Netflix hasn't learned its lesson because they went right back at it. And they didn't even take a lesson from from Disney, where Disney messed up you know, Luke Skywalker and the Mandalorian got roasted for it. And then they went and got the deep fake guy to do it in the right. most recent go around. Like, come on, you know, there's enough keys here that you can kind of like, if people who are just throwing stuff on YouTube for free can de-age stuff better than big studios. Yeah. You either need to go Paying get those guys tens or you need of to stay millions away. of dollars just for yeah. that effect. <laughs> right. I mean, the only thing I can think of is that they just, I guess for some reason, wanted Catherine Keener. They thought she was a name. I mean, I don't really see it, but like, you know, why not just yeah. go get a, you know, an Emma Watson or somebody like that and age her up or something. Yeah. They're needed. Aging up was absolutely the way to go. And you may be wondering during the first, you know, half of the movie, why Emma Watson looks old, <laughs> you know, you, but you yeah. can assume that eventually we're going to see a younger uh, Emma Watson, you know, but it's a, uh, hey, maybe some of it has to do with like, I know when they get, you know, all those prosthetics stuff put on, it can be, you know, four or five, six hour days in the makeup chair before you go. And so now you're having to pay the actor or actress way more. And it's, I guess, way cheaper just to go get Catherine Keener first and way cheaper to do really bad de-aging second. Maybe they just didn't care because they only had, I mean, young Catherine Keener has what? Three minutes of screen time? Well, even old Catherine Keener has right ten, max Very 10 minutes. Max. Yeah. I mean, that's, uh, so it, and that was the only character that 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 did that with, um, I mean that they tried with. Yeah, you you got a uh, college age Zoe and and Ryan at the end that looked exactly <laughs> like, like. All they did was shave Ryan Reynolds. They didn't even put makeup on him. They just shaved him. <laughs> you're Here, here's our DH. Nope, yeah. nope, you're 23 right now. <laughs> right, makes me want to shave my beard and drop 10 years off. Well, no, it'd be 20 years off. Well, if I shave my beard and then also dropped, you know, 40 pounds, then I get DH <laughs> myself. Right. I mean, that, there's the part where Ryan Reynolds is ripped. You know, we we don't quite have that part going for us. Yet. Yeah, yet. We're on our way. <laughs> um, So outside of the de-aging, I mean, there's a couple other things I wanted to mention in spoiler-free because they're not really spoilers, but... um. I, I actually thought that the emotional stuff worked way better than the sci-fi stuff. So... Like the Ryan Reynolds and Jennifer Garner conversation that they have in the bar, I thought that worked really well. I thought the conversations with Ruffalo worked really well. So there were some really good moments there that I thought they acted well, that they wrote well. And to me, I guess in hindsight, maybe I would have liked more of those, but that's not really what gets people to click on the stream button, right? It's the spaceships and the time travel and the the fights, the, the rainbow explosions and stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. The... uh uh, the mother-son stuff, the uh, the father-son stuff. I mean, I think all of that hit. Um, mm-hmm. I think you felt everybody and what they were supposed to be feeling. And yep. I thought that that was a win. Uh, but you're right. I mean, people come for the time-traveling sci-fi, uh, not to expect to get some emotional, you know, <laughs> tugs. But, I mean, you, you need that in a movie to, again, make you yeah. feel a certain way. Um, but that was definitely the strength of this. Yeah. Well, I should even say the the Zoe and Ryan stuff worked, whether that was when they first, you know, go back and meet each other or whether it was the end scene. Like, so those are the scenes I remember, not really the, you know, big special effect heavy scenes that we've seen every time where somebody's running away just as something collapses or explodes. Like, okay, I've seen that a million times. And, but a good, 
you know, resonating emotional scene just, just sticks with me a little bit more. Agreed. Um, so, oh, okay. So I, I had, so I had one more question to you too. So it's kind of like how you asked me about time travel stuff, but I'm going to ask you about movie trends. Did Guardians start the trend of classic Rocky old school throwback music in action scenes? I mean, that's the one I want to go to first, right? This movie had like three of them where Ryan Reynolds is fighting or doing some kind of action scene and they're playing some kind of, you know, 70s, 80s throwback song. And my brain can't get past Guardians, but my mind tells me there's no way that trend started with Guardians. Maybe it popularized it, really, but did it start with that? I, I thought they did a fantastic job with it in guardians which basically definitely makes it stand out more and Mm -hmm. um i mean you put me on the spot here of when guardians came out versus other movies 2012 Uh, yeah um well i mean there's always been i mean even iron man used you know throwback songs during the action scenes. I mean, it wasn't to the same effect that Guardians did it as part of the plot. Um, yeah, that, that, I guess what I'm saying is that like... like that, that use throwback. Sure. So there's always been those. But like to me, Iron Man, like if it used Iron Man, right? Like that's more like obvious. I, I'm talking about... Back in Black. Yeah, yeah. So that those are obvious. Like song, movies always had songs and pop songs in there but guardians to me took like the obscure songs right and, and tried to popularize them like nobody was listening to Redbone before <laughs> guardians used it and and this song this movie felt like it had a couple of those too like not that they're a, a, like unknown songs people know them but they're like they're the songs that are kind of like in the back of your mind that you'd say oh i'd never do an action scene to this movie or an action scene to this song but now Everybody wants to be doing it because I feel like Guardians popularized it, and that trend's been going ever since. No, I, I disagree. Uh, I'm going to say no. It, it it did not start with Guardians. Um, well, I don't think it, it started with it, which is why I, well, I hedged and it. said it. Yeah. I will say that Guardians did better with actually bringing the songs into the plot of yeah, the movie. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and I know that's been tried to duplicate you know, Baby Driver and, and some other movies mm-hmm. that of uh, I thought they did it the best of, oh, I'm going to play this song while we fight. You know, like, that's random, you know. Yeah. Um, but Guardians did the best of why we're hearing these these particular songs. Um, but I don't I don't agree with your first statement, because I know there's there's plenty of them fighting to. uh different different songs i would love to go find a lot of examples of pre-guardians movies that that did dig out like those obscure songs not the ones that are like very on brand tone wise because that's not what guardian was it was very off brand i think Mm -hmm. so i don't know it's something we could go could go explore we have homework (laughs) we do we have homework i don't have anything else to say spoiler free and and spoiler for spoiler uh, two and a half. Two and a half is average. Yeah, ish. Ish. I just didn't quite want to go on the good side of average. I mean, it's fine. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it's it's better than average. I also gave it a two and a half. That's uh right right down the middle. 
Um, yeah. No, no giant complaints and no, uh, no giant loves. So right, right there <laughs> exactly. at, uh, at two and a half. <laughs> All right. Well, I was getting ready to say I'm going to spoiler my spoiler talk and say that I don't have a lot of spoilers. So this this could be a quick end to the podcast. But let's get into spoilers. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. Okay. What a teaser. I mean, that's if that keeps people around. You know, I don't know what well, that stuff. I don't have anything I mean, to say we, on the spoiler side, so <laughs> keep listening. <laughs> well, I feel like this is actually a rare movie where you can pretty much talk about it all in the spoiler-free section because there's just not a lot of revelations. There's not a lot of stuff that I can talk about the movie that I needed to keep secret in the first part. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um I mean, I think things like Zoe's first appearance of her coming out of the woods, that we kind of not know that that's coming is, is cool. Like I'd say that sure. yeah, that's as far as the action sequences, that's the, the best scene. I think as far as yeah. act, action goes, if she, she comes out of, out of nowhere and, and starts, you know, kicking ass. And so that, that's kind of, Oh, there, there she is. And she's doing really cool stuff, you know? Not Do you wish cool that they had hid Ruffalo? No, o- only from the fact that it's Mark Ruffalo. I mean, th- just what about Zoe? Should should they have hid that from marketing too? Um, no. Um, I don't think she's that big of a draw to where yeah, it's oh my gosh, it's Zoe. You know, um, true. So sort of like uh, the movie coming out, The Lost City, with uh. Channing Tatum and Sandra Bullock, where they do all of a sudden in the trailer, they throw a little bit of Brad Pitt in there. And yeah, I don't, I don't know how much Brad Pitt, if he's at all in the movie, or if that was his one cameo. Right. But, but he's one that you could drop in and be like, oh my god, Brad, Brad Pitt came in here. You know? Yeah, but I don't think she I still has think there's something weight. to be said. I, I agree with you with both of them. I, I just still think there's something to be said for like pleasant surprises in a movie like this, where it's just sort of average and stuff. But you, you know, the flip side of that is do you need to get butts in the seat <laughs> or in this case, do you need to get clicks on the stream and maybe Ryan Reynolds doesn't do it enough, but you say Ryan Reynolds and Zoe Saldana and Mark Ruffalo, like, okay, maybe now I'll click. Yeah. And Jennifer Gardner. Yeah. You, you throw, you throw all their names in there and you're like, okay, there's yeah. enough people here to where that makes me click. I think it does more for that than it does surprise factor that, Oh, the Hulk's in this too. You know, yeah. I mean, unless you're looking for him to be the Hulk, you know, it, Right, they they that really adds much to. No, it doesn't add it. I just kind of always like the pleasant surprise, right? Like you're watching this movie, you're like, oh, hey, look, it's Mark Ruffalo. Like it's not like you're like, oh my god, Mark Ruffalo. <laughs> you're just like, oh, okay, Mark Ruffalo. That's kind of cool. I didn't know that. Yeah, I mean, I agree, and I don't think I knew that he was in it until he showed up. But I don't think it was a. It was more of another superhero to me. Of of how yeah. many? How many? And then I started going <laughs> try, trying to count, and I was like, is there one that I'm missing? I feel like there's. There's more yeah. hidden, hidden around here. First, first Samuel L. Jackson. He's in everything. Right. He just narrates a line at the end. <laughs> um, so my only other spoiler thing I had was I kind of thought that Mark Ruffalo's character would not remain dead after they went back, especially because they said he died in a car crash. And then, you know, he comes tearing into the facility in that car 
And I thought maybe like maybe some version of that had played out originally in the past and he died doing something trying to save time travel, but they just covered it up as a car wreck at that facility. And so then I thought by Ryan Reynolds and his younger self going in there and like correcting all that, that he would have lived and thus that car crash never happened and blah, blah, blah. But that's not what happened. Yeah, the way that they set up how time travel works, <laughs> there was no reason why you he couldn't be saved. Right. It's not like he prevented his son from being born. It's not like there's anything right. that we have seen that makes his death necessary. Well, yeah, and if you play by their rules and what they did would have rippled through that main timeline, they basically destroyed what was his life's work for like the three years in between 2018 and 2021 when he died. So he wouldn't have been going and working on time travel. He wouldn't have been working with Catherine Keener. Like there are so many ripples that like odds of he him wouldn't have died in, in the same well, I mean, you could still die in a car wreck, but that car wreck, like, no way. So you're final destinationing right now? <laughs> Pretty much. If he cheated so, death, but he'll die somehow? Yeah, I mean, I'm totally fine with the fact that he still died. I actually kind of pleasantly like that because, you know, then you don't get the happy, you know, bow on the package. Like, oh, this is the yeah. perfect ending kind of thing. So I, I'm fine with it. It's just like in the context of what they laid out for their rules of time travel, it just does not seem very likely that he would die in the same car crash. They didn't say he did, but I right. think that's the implication. But the fact that he didn't want to know, like, again, it, it, it changed nothing. And if, especially once he already knew that people have been changing time, um, it, it is weird that he... Uh, I get there's a lot of versions of time travel where that makes sense, and this one I don't think is one of them. Yeah. So, yeah. so sorry, Mark. Um, you sacrificed for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, they're they're ver- I mean, there's nothing really spoilery again that I can that I want to talk about either. The uh, yeah, I mean the wor- wormhole. I mean that's uh, it's fine. It's fine. It works. You know. I, yeah. I get it. The uh, I feel like I've seen something like that somewhere else. I can't place it though. Like you shoot something ahead, like it creates a portal, and you zip through it, and then. I feel like closes behind you. I feel like that's abundant around. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I can't, it's not coming to mind, but I feel like that's been done. Yeah. Um, and yeah, no, I, I, <laughs> See, I, not, I wasn't lying. I you told you. Spoiler was, <laughs> I mean, this is truly, I think one of the very few movies in, in 179 episodes now where we, we could have, we could have done this whole episode covered everything we wanted to talk about essentially in spoiler free because it's just there's nothing there on the spoiler side that's like no big twists no big reveals no big turns they show you Saldana they show you Ruffalo they they lay their time travel rules out you know I mean short of us saying you know Catherine Keener dies as her young self and that all collapses like what I mean what else is there but you've got to know going into this movie, the bad guy's dying. You know what I mean? Like you're not going right. to expect the gu- the bad guy's going to live in this. So yeah, just not a lot of spoilers to it, which it all, it all kind of makes sense. An average Netflix movie, average two and a half movie stars, not a whole lot to give away in spoilers. No. So we're, we're just here. You're talking, <laughs> yeah. talking about nothing you're at t- this point. You're talking about time travel. <laughs> this is a time travel podcast. <laughs> it's now. a time travel podcast. <laughs> so, so yeah. All right. So yeah, um, what's next? 
next week we have Morbius and a new special guest. That's right. Well, uh, you know, we 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 we've been around before. But it's not Greg's first rodeo. It's uh well, we did a joint podcast with the First Issue Club. Uh, yes. back when Avengers Endgame came out. Mm, was it Endgame or Infinity War? Was it Endgame? I, I believe it was Endgame. Okay. And then uh but now he he's he's guest spotting solo. Yeah. Solo on uh I on feel like show. we need to start giving our guests some better movies. I mean we did <laughs> we did redeem ourselves and give Dusty the Batman. Um yeah. but Greg may need a redemption token after Dr. Michael Morbius. Well, we'll see. We'll see how uh, Dr. Michael Morbius, you know, com- comes at us in the Sony verse cuz I don't have high hopes. Um I know you don't have high hopes, but no. it's uh It'll be it'll be something, it'll be yep. something. But all right, on the, on the bright side, we do get uh, the new Moon Knight, uh, yeah, series next. starting next week. Yep, next so week. we won't do a uh, a pod on. We really haven't been doing the Marvel series shows ever since uh, WandaVision. Yeah, uh, well, you know what? Maybe, maybe that's how we get people to listen to Morbius. We we let we we chit chat with Greg for about ten minutes about Moon Knight. I mean, we only have a few episodes, but let's just, you know get the we get we get a comic book guy on here. Let's let's get a little bit of yeah. feedback on Moon Knight. You're doing it wrong. You have to say it's a episode on Moon Knight and then talk. Yeah, about exactly. Morbius. That's what I'm gonna do. <laughs> they, they episode 180, Moon Knight, and then in 12 point font plus Morbius. That's more because <laughs> it won't. Yeah, you're not gonna get the clicks on on Morbius. <laughs> no, not at all. I'm looking forward to that. The Moon Knight conversation, not not the Morbius. Good well, Lord. we'll do them both. We'll do them both. All right, well, that's going to do it for this one. Uh, Carson, where can they find you on Twitter? At Carson Graff, G-R-A-F-F. You can find me at Two Views Garrett, G-A-R-R-E-T-T. You can find the show on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at, at Two Views Movies, or you can email us at twoviewsmovies at gmail.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the show via Apple, Google, Spotify, basically everywhere you listen, we are there. We just said it, but we'll be back in a few weeks with a special guest, and we'll be talking Morbius. Until then, so we'll just catch you next time. In Moon Knight. In Moon Knight. What should we do next? Something good? Something bad? Bit of both? Bit of both!